0: Okay, welcome back to part two. You can tell it's part two because I'm wearing something totally different than I was in part one. We are here to talk about how to use your skill set to make the most out of your golf game on the golf course. My name is Tim Connor. I'm a PGA member. I teach golf all day, every day, that's what I do. And this podcast is my platform to rant, rave, and uh, talk about all the little things that add up to the big things. As it comes to the learning curve of golf, that is infinite and uh, super, super fun and rewardable. If you're willing to play the long game and put in the work, you will get to where you want to be. Course management, uh, one of my very favorite topics to talk about, because with course management we can take what we've learned and make the most out of our our golf scores. We can optimize our golf game by having good course management. One caveat I mentioned in part one, I have to re-mention in part two is that if you haven't developed a ball flight that you can trust, this is really not for you because you have to have some idea where your golf ball is going before course management becomes your priority. Now, knowledge is power. If you're not there yet, that's fine. You're welcome to listen, learn, but know that your priority should be developing a good Shot pattern that you can trust, and then course management becomes exponentially more important. So let's dig in. Let's talk about course management. My overarching uh, philosophy on course management, if we were to kind of bucket it in, is to say that we should play the hole in reverse. Where do you want to end up? How do you want to get there? What are the things that you're good at? What are the things that you're bad at? answer these questions. Okay. Hole number one, my, we're going to use my home course, Liberty Lake Golf Course. Shout out to Liberty Lake Golf Course, where I've done my outdoor lessons for the past couple of years. Love that place. And uh, the pros there, great friends of mine. Number one, dog leg left, 360 yards. Pretty standard opening hole. There's a bunker on the left. There's a bunker on the right. Ideally, it takes a tee shot to get us to where we want to be. 360, say the bunker's at 220, option to carry that. This is interesting. The green kinda runs narrowly front to back and runs from left to right. If I was playing a pin that was on the back middle part of that pin, my ideal approach would be from the left side of the fairway. If that pin was on, say, the front left side of the green, my ideal approach would be from the right side of the fairway. So right away, think about that. We've actually changed how we want our tee shot to be if we understand the hole we're playing and we're playing it in reverse. Now you may not know the pin location. If you're playing in a tournament, you likely do, but you may not. That is often part of showing up to a golf course playing golf. Lots of times you don't know where the pins are. So in those situations, You have to do your best to just make the best decisions that you can with the information that you have. If knowing what we know, without the pin location, we would ideally still wanna be on the left side of the fairway because that would give us the best angle to a green that works back from left to right, and it's kind of narrow. So ideally, we want to have that forgiveness where if we hit a less than ideal shot, maybe we're still on the green versus the other. So your angles matter. Now, 360 yards, and let's say I'm capable of hitting my driver 300 yards, which is true, or more. <laughs> uh, but at this point, you just have to assess what is what are you capable of. Okay, so you're capable of hitting your driver 250. That's different than 300. Capable of hitting my driver 300 yards. Do I want a 60-yard approach shot? Not really. I would rather have, in this situation, an 80 to 100-yard shot. So maybe 3-wood is the play that I play off the tee. 3-wood's a little more accurate, helps me get to the side of the fairway that I want to play on for today. Pins in the back middle. I've changed my tee shot based on where I want to be and how I want to get there. If you're only hitting your driver 250, think about that. So if you hit it 250, what do you have less to the hole? You have 110 yards. Do you like that shot? Most people do like that shot. So that's probably the club to play unless you don't have confidence in it, uh, of which then you could change your course management to help you optimize for that day. Let's say you hit a 250, boom, down the left side, you got 110 left. All right, 110 left. On the left side of the fairway, we're looking up the hole to a back center pin. So we hit it where we wanted to. We did a good job. We executed. Now from there, okay, we have 110 yards left. Let's assess how do we want to get there. Your sand wedge goes 100, your gap wedge goes 115. Do you wanna hit a sand wedge is gonna come up short or do you wanna hit a gap wedge that can get you all the way back there, but maybe you risk flying along. Again, this comes down to you. You have to assess what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are you good at? If you never practice sawing off your distances, you should probably just blast a sand wedge because you're not gonna go long. If you're practiced and you understand that, hey, I. I can hit a gap wedge, I can control my flight, I can hit that 105, 110 shot, that's cool. Hit the gap wedge. Ideally, I I would hit the gap wedge in that situation and I would take a little bit off my distance. Now, I'm I'm typically, personally gonna regulate distance by length of swing. So, I'm gonna shorten my backswing, I'm gonna shorten my follow through, and that's gonna help me regulate my distance. There's more than one way to regulate distance, but that's kind of my preference. Some people will choke down a half an inch. That's one way to do it too. Those would be the most popular ways. Length of swing and um, choking up. Now, when we go either direction, relative acceleration we want to feel the same. So if I'm shortening my swing, I'm not getting lazy with it. I'm still moving through the golf ball as if I'm making a full swing, but I'm doing it with a shorter swing. Choking down on the club, same deal. You're not making a long, lazy, sloppy swing. Because the most common result when you do that, and I want you to kind of rack through your, your itinerary of shots that you've hit in the past, is a chunk shot. When you get lazy, often that club will ground out early. The low point will be behind the golf ball and you'll chunk it. And then all of a sudden, we're, we, we were at 110 yards, and now we're at 50. It's like, what, the shit just happened. I just missed the green by 50 yards because I laid the sod over it. Frankly, unacceptable. We don't want that couple options to regulate your distance. Really, you gotta figure out what works best for you. I say that because there's examples of good players that do both, and you should figure out, hey, how do I wanna go about this in a way that's gonna help me out? Moral of the story, we've played the hole in reverse, we made decisions around that. That's how we're gonna kind of organize our decisions. And then, if we don't execute the shot, that's fine. We just move to the next spot and make the best decision from there. I'm gonna go to the first par five at Liberty Lake, which comes later in the golf course it's actually is a hole eight hole eight hole eight great hole long straight par five you have to kind of bomb it to get there uh let's call it 520 hitting into a little uphill and then that flag is is down there quite a ways and there's a bunker short right so can we get there yes or no well if it's a par five and our hole is relatively open, it's bombs away. So there's not a lot of thought here off the tee. We wanna hit it down there as far as we can, preferably in the fairway, and go find it, okay? So let's say we hit one off the tee, smashed it down there, 280. We got 240 left, but we're in the rough on the left. Now we have to do a little analysis of, hey, where are we at? Is it worth it to go for the green? is the juice worth the proverbial squeeze from 240 and a lot of that depends on your confidence but i would say for most of us that aren't tour level players likely not it really isn't Uh, the ball's in the rough unless it's sitting up just right it's going to be hard to dig out with a three wood or a hybrid or whatever you can get there let's say it's sitting down okay cool where do we want to go with this ball well we want to go to the next spot that gives us the best chance now that next spot might be advancing it as far as possible and maybe coming up short and chipping it. Often that is a really good option. But maybe that next spot is laying back to 80 or 100 yards because you're more confident and you weren't confident that you wouldn't goof up the first shot. Okay, these are all kind of thought-provoking questions. I'm not necessarily saying one is the right way, one is the wrong way. I just want these things to be churning through your brain as you're as you're thinking through it. Now, in this situation, I'm going to say, let's just blast it down there. But let's not blast it down there in a way where we're going to let the bunker come into play, the greenside bunker. We want to come up short, kind of in the throat, where there is there is some width and uh, there's some forgiveness to, to, to getting there. So maybe we hit hybrid and just smash it out or four iron, something like that. We advance it and now we have a 20 or 30 yard pitch. From there there's not so much course management involved. It's really more in selecting the shot that we're comfortable that can get us closest to the hole, which just a little thought here. Oftentimes people get way fancier than they need to trying to hoist the ball, trying to spin the golf ball, like just hit your standard pitch shot up next to the hole. Don't try to get fancy with it. And that's much more likely to leave you a sub 10 foot putt. Now, Does it impress the boys when you put the spin on it, hit the sauce nipper-dipper? Yeah, I like it. We all like it. It's fun, but it might not be practical. Food for thought. Pitch it close to the hole, okay? Let's wrap it there today. We did a par four. We did a par five. Let me know if you want to talk about a par three or more course management. I like to know what you don't know. Subscribe to this wherever you're watching watching it or listening to it share it with the slicer in your in your group everybody's got one every every group has that player that needs a little bit of help we and we've been that player I've been that player so let's wrap it up this is course management this is important make better decisions develop your ball flight keep working hard little stuff adds up to big stuff over time I will catch you back here same time same place next week.